Witnessing a borderline split is like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I have to say that this particular podcast is going to talk about splitting. I did do a previous podcast about when the borderline splits and how it affects you. Uh, gosh, probably last year sometime. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, check it out. But this is witness to a split. And I called it, I named this podcast witness to a split because I had an opportunity to actually witness splitting, not on me, but on our youngest daughter and on our oldest daughter. And this happened over the holidays. It was like witnessing a train wreck. I tried to stop the splitting from occurring, but sometimes you become you become an somebody who aids and abets the split. And in this case, I was aiding at abetting the splitting that occurred. So to kind of make sense of all of this, I know that that kind of maybe sounded a little kind of confusing. It was during the holidays. Uh, my oldest daughter was here. And my other daughter was here and my youngest daughter was here. So three of us were here in the household along with our granddaughter. And, you know, the holidays are always a tense time for my wife and for anybody because there are a lot of triggers. There are a lot of opportunities for things to, I guess, come to the surface. And, you know, holidays are always a challenge when you're thrown together as a family and you have the family dynamics and you have to kind of deal with them. And especially it, it becomes especially difficult when you have somebody with a cluster B personality disorder kind of thrown in the mix. So in this case, we had, as I said, my youngest daughter, my oldest daughter, and the favorite daughter, the person that can do no wrong walks on water. Okay. So we had this dynamic set up and my youngest daughter doesn't like having a lot of other people in the household. Being the youngest, she basically was raised by herself. So she doesn't like sharing a lot of time with other family members. Uh, she becomes triggered. She becomes less than pleasant. And so in this case, she wasn't being very pleasant, which I knew would be a potential trigger. And I kind of tried to help her in understanding that if she did behave this way, there would be consequences. But unfortunately, she is younger. She is immature and she hasn't learned the ropes or how to walk on eggshells around somebody who is disordered like my wife. So my wife uh, found my youngest daughter acting kind of unpleasant. And therefore my youngest daughter was on her radar. So uh, she was acting out uh, during the Christmas break, during the holiday, not being very pleasant, being very antisocial. And of course my wife started asking me pointed questions that I like to call thought grenades started asking me what's wrong with her. Why is she behaving this way? And, you know, sometimes more often than not, I, I really kind of know how to respond and I deflect and I try to move on to another subject and I don't try to get uh, drawn into a conversation. But in this case, unfortunately I got drawn into the conversation and I found myself giving my wife information that I did not want her to hear. And that caused her to become uh, or to split. So what happened was, is that I basically responded when my wife asked me for the umpteenth time, what was wrong with our youngest daughter? I said, you know, she kind of feels like you're verbally abusing her. Well, that's not something you say to somebody with a cluster B 
disorder. That is incendiary. You do not say that. And normally I'm very well equipped to walk on eggshells and not to say things that would in in any way incite somebody who has a disorder who cannot handle any challenge to their cognitive dissonance, to their magical thinking, to to their reality, which may be completely out of touch with what is real. And so my wife's response was, uh, really, I don't understand why she would feel that way because uh, nobody else has brought that to my attention, uh, you know, including the favorite daughter. Nobody's ever told me that. Most people say I'm a good person. So here we go with the denial. Here we go with the painting themselves as a victim. And then I said, oh, and this was, again, another big mistake. I said, our oldest daughter feels that way. Here are two people, including, not including myself, that have been, unfortunately, on the receiving end of my wife's abusive nature and the way that she acts. And they have been expressive about it. And of course, you're bringing reality to somebody who can't accept the reality because in their mind, this is the narcissist in her. She's a perfect person. She's holier than thou. She is not an abusive person. So immediately she took on the victim role and said, well, I must be a terrible person. But other people do not seem to think that that I am. The favorite daughter wants to spend time with me. This is the favorite daughter who's coming in from out of town. And that's when the splitting happened. That's when I could see the splitting. So immediately she went to devalue our oldest daughter and she went to devalue and detach from our youngest daughter. She basically told me that from now on, I can take our youngest daughter who she takes to school in the morning. I can take her. And that because she has the health insurance for our youngest daughter, that I can take that over, that she's done with her. That's the detaching. That's the splitting. Our oldest daughter, who does not live with us, she asked her to leave, even though she was going to stay for a couple more days. And to my oldest daughter's credit, she actually remained in the household and did not leave. But unfortunately, the toxicity began. And because later that evening, while cooking dinner, she asked for some help, not from me, but I was upstairs doing some things. And she asked our daughters for help in the kitchen. And when she did not get an immediate response, she split again. And when she split again, she fled leaving things cooking on the stove and telling me that I know how to cook for our youngest daughter. I should go downstairs and I should cook and complete the meal. And she stayed in her room the entire evening. Folks, this is not normal behavior. This is the behavior of a toddler. This is somebody who's acting out. If you raise children, if you have had children, this is like a child who's three or four years old. This is arrested development. This is the way that my wife handles situations where she becomes overwhelmed. She splits, she devalues, she detaches, and then she flees. Not normal. It's triple D disordered, dysfunctional, and dysregulated. And the entire evening she remained upstairs. She did not join us for dinner. She put a pall on the entire evening There was an uneasy tension. The favorite daughter knew that obviously something had occurred and she went upstairs and talked to my wife at length in private. My oldest daughter was eavesdropping on what they were talking about. And essentially the favorite daughter was becoming a flying monkey. She was being groomed to do her mother's bidding. 
Again, look at the family dynamic here. Look at the dark cloud, the triad that people talk about, the dysfunction, the dysregulation, the disordered nature of how things work. And this is all being run by one person, one person who is toxic, who does not know how to handle their behaviors and who is affecting everybody else. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. You knew that was coming. I'd appreciate any correspondence from you as to whether or not these podcasts, which are almost 70 of them now, have made a difference and how they have made a difference. It is difficult each and every week to upload a new podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as I do, not knowing how I'm affecting others and whether or not the message is resonating with you. If you're listening to this podcast and you have BPD, I admire your bravery because obviously I am speaking things that probably don't ring well with you. Okay. They don't resonate with you. And that's why I advise people with BPD or if they suspect they have BPD not to listen to this podcast. This podcast is for people like you and me who are survivors of this behavior. And you have to ask yourself, how much longer can I put the effort in? You have to ask yourself, Will things ever change? And you have to accept the answer that the possibility that something will change and become better is slim to none. And I hate to be pessimistic. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I have come to the acceptance. I've come out of the toxic fog. I've come out of the fear, the obligation, and the guilt. My eyes are wide open. I understand now. I can look at my wife and I can see the child within that's peeling the layers back of somebody with MPD or BPD. Another podcast that I did. If you haven't had a chance, listen to it. It makes sense. When you look at somebody who may be a mature adult or seemingly so emotionally, they are a cowering child. They cannot grow up. You know, that was always an interesting statement when I was growing up for my parents to say, oh, just grow up. Or if somebody to say to you, oh, you're 10 years old, just grow up. Folks, these people can't grow up in the emotional sense of the word. We ask too much of them. I know that I expect too much of my wife when I expect her to be and conduct herself in a normal fashion in a fashion where I could tell her things like, you know what? Our youngest daughter feels like you speak harshly to her without her immediately drawing herself as the victim. Oh my gosh, how can you say that? I'm not abusive. You're abusive. You know, that's usually the retort that you're going to get. They put the onus on you. They cannot accept responsibility for their behaviors because perhaps in some way, and I'm not making an excuse for them, They don't see the behaviors as we see them. They are in a constant defensive posture. They're hurting inside. They don't know who they are. They don't have a sense of self. And they take that sense when they mirror your behaviors back to you. They are essentially drawing off your energy and kind of projecting it back out. And that's why when you scream, they scream. When you're perhaps a little bit more civil, maybe they'll mirror back that civility to you. I know that that's what my wife does to me. 
she mirrors my civility back. But every now and then, because it is not in her normal nature to be civil, she cracks under the pressure, she splits, she devalues, she detaches. Are things better now? Well, yeah. She's taken my youngest daughter to work, or actually to school, and to work. But we had an incident this past weekend while shoveling snow when I tried to get things moving, you know, that we could get our daughter to work, that my wife split, detached, and ran from the situation, handing our daughter the keys, telling her to have me drive her to work. Again, there is no settling anything. There's just ongoing, I guess just ongoing trying to cope. How do you cope? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Till next Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, be well. And in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch.